Hey there, welcome to the Doing Good Business Podcast, hosted by Kelly Stewart, business strategist helping companies to do good in all aspects of their business, and me, Laura Heacock, a leadership coach helping professionals bring kindness into business. Doing Good Business is a podcast for leaders who want to bring their whole selves to work and create companies that make a real difference in the world. Hey there, welcome back to this week's episode of Doing Good Business. I am Laura Heacock, leadership coach. I'm here as always with Kelly Stewart. Welcome back. We were so excited last week to have Hope Bear on from AWeber, and we wanted to talk more about how can you tell if a company is doing good business? It's clear from our conversation with Hope last week, and if you did not catch it, we encourage you to go back and check out our fourth episode with Hope Bear from AWeber. But it's really clear from our conversation with her how AWeber is a company that is doing good business. And we wanted to talk a little bit more about how can you figure that out if you're a person, if you're looking for a job, if you're already in a company, or from Kelly's macro perspective, as always, what do you do if you're a company and you want to do business better and you want to do things differently? So that's what we're going to jam about today. Sounds good to me. Let's, uh, let's get uh. that going. So Kelly, you one of the things that you talk about is verifiable business practices, and I think that's so important from both the corporate perspective as well as the personal perspective, but can you tell us a little bit about what you mean when you say verifiable business practices when we talk about doing good business? Absolutely. So it, it goes under the the umbrella, right? If, if you can't demonstrate it, then it's not necessarily happening in your organization. And so to have a verifiable business practice means if you're on your posting on your website, right, that you are all about having an inspired culture, then you best be able to back that up with the specific business practices that demonstrate that, you know, so what does that even mean? Does that mean you have, you know, team meetings? Does that, does that mean that you invest in professional development for your team? Does that mean that you um, bring speakers in to inspire the culture? You know, what are those specific business practices that are happening? Is there a mentorship program um, that's going on in that organization that you can really talk about? So when someone says to you, tell me about this, how do you create this inspired culture that you talk about on your website? There are very specific, verifiable business practices that you can point to. Okay. I love that because from the individual perspective, so I'm going to talk about this for a second from the perspective of, you know, a job seeker or somebody who is potentially considering sure. a career change and looking for companies. You know, one of the things that I always tell folks, and, and this goes back to recruiting days, but also, you know, presently coaching, I do work with a lot of leaders that are in transition or are looking to make a career move. And one of the things that I always encourage them to do is to do their research on the company. You know, read about the organization that you're considering working with. Read about their values. Read mm -hmm. about what it says on their website. And that's really a way to empower yourself. You know, if you are seeking a company that is specifically doing business good and, and trying to make the world a better place in addition to just looking for a job, there are things that you can ask in an interview that will help you determine if this is the kind of company that's aligned with you and aligned with the values. And really being able to take it that step further and saying, you know, hey, Ms. Manager, I noticed that on your company's website, you guys really talk about having inspiration as a part of your culture and as one of the corporate values. Can you tell me what your business practices are? Can you tell me how you guys really exemplify that in, you know, day-to-day -day life? You know, how do your leaders make your culture inspiring? What are some of the things that you do? What does that actually mean in practice? Because that's something that's really important to me, and I want to understand how, how that plays out in this company. 
Absolutely. And, and again, to expand on that, there are a lot of companies today that are talking about what they're doing locally, right? Shop locally. And, um, you know, we work with local suppliers. Okay, that's great. But again, how can you um, verify that? How, how can you prove that to someone today? And it's good for an individual to know what does that even mean, right? What does that look like? Because this is not a judgment, right? We all have different perspectives or definitions of what that even means. Local to me could be something different. Local to me could be the regional area. Local to someone else could be literally within this town. So describe what that means a little bit. That's what a company can do to help kind of signal to people that they are doing good, at least by their own definition of what that is. Um, you know, when you get into the, the B2B world, especially there are, you know, requests for proposals that have to be filled out. And sometimes, you know, there are questions about your supply chain or the vendors that you work with. And so it's extending that one step further to say that the company is going to proactively learn more about their vendors. Are, are they paying living wages? Are they environmentally friendly? These are things that you wouldn't necessarily have to look at when companies are operating under that singular pursuit of profit. But when companies are really trying to expand their definition of success, when they're working toward you know, creating value for people and the planet, these are definitely things that you want to talk about under transparency. And, so, and so it's good to know, like, do you have a supplier screening statement that you use? Mm -hmm. And you may not need to explain that to someone who is interviewing for the company, but you may need to explain that to a future client. You may need to explain that to a banker or other investor. And I think that one of the biggest things that I have, you know, taken away from, you know, what you just said, Kelly, and also just in general is to start to question things. You know, we walk around making mm -hmm. all of these assumptions all the time. And even so if you true. think about, you know, just shopping in the grocery store, you know, what does the label low fat really mean? What does the label organic really mean? You know, we make these assumptions that when you see something is, you know, labeled as, you know, low fat or organic, that it, it has a certain meaning, like you assign it a certain meaning and to really question it and to do your research and figure out, you know, what does it mean? And, and Kelly, can you share the, the free range example that you had just told me about? Because I was like, oh my God, I need to, now I need to learn more about my eggs right? because, Again, I because made, we're constantly I learning, right? And I had just made an Absolutely. assumption that like it meant something different. And now I know. So please tell us. <laughs> sure. So, um, you know, it all depends on where you are. I personally purchase, you know, free rate, free range eggs. That's like mm -hmm. they, they come from free range chickens. Obviously, the eggs are not rolling around, but the chickens are out Good there. Good point. Good point. Yep. <laughs> all right. And uh, it's all in the words. Words matter. So, um, you know, I, I, I want to to purchase those types of, of eggs that come from those chickens who have been able to go out in the sunshine, eat grass, have good feed, have been taken care of. And I only recently found out, thanks to a farm that's uh, local to where I live, that the, um, the regulations really define free range as chickens have had the opportunity to be outside for 15 minutes a day, meaning the barn door has been open. If they go out, they go out. And if they don't, they don't. And that brings up a really important part of all of this. How do we know companies are doing good, right? Because we really need to understand their intent behind that, right? How are they bringing real value to others or how are they, in, you know, improving the lives or helpful to other people? And when you think about it from that context, a company that really intends to be 
raising free-range chickens, they're going to go beyond what the regulation asks for, right? Because they realize that there is a expanded definition of what free-range can mean, and that's what they track to. And they do that in good times and in bad, when everyone is looking and when no one is looking. That's their standard. So the intent is really paramount to understanding, is a company doing good? And for an expanded kind of look at that, I would encourage people to read this wonderful book called Digging Deeper, How Purpose-Driven Enterprises Create Real Value. Mm. And we'll put some information on that in the show notes. But that's just a wonderful way of understanding. And then when you start to really read the website, as you're encouraging people to do as they should, right, you're going to get a different feeling a different vibe from the companies that are maybe purpose washing or green washing, right? And doing these mm. things, but not really, mm-hmm. or kind of sort of, because we don't judge here at doing good business, right? But, you know, but they're not necessarily hitting that true intent or having that real mindset that they can create sustainable development because they don't pursue profit at any cost, right? They can create value for others because they're putting aside kind of that what you and I call the the company ego, right? They're getting Mm -hmm, out of the way mm -hmm. of their company's ego and putting others. And in this case, a stakeholder group that's really vital to an egg farmer's success is the chicken, right? So you'll want to take good care of your chickens. They're vital to your success. I think that's awesome. And I think that really brings up a good point. You know, if you are within a company, when Kelly and I first started talking about this episode, I was thinking about And where I started off was the job seeker perspective, which I think is the most obvious when you think about how do I know if I'm an individual, if a company that I'm uh, looking at is doing good business. But there's also the perspective of if you are in an organization, you know, if you're a leader Mm -hmm. or an individual contributor in your organization, you know, how can you encourage your company to do these things more? How can you encourage your company and the people above you and around you and your teams to actually invest in the values of the organization. So maybe you did take the job because one of the values of the organization is giving back and they have a really strong social impact mission. You know, maybe they support, um, you know, Boys and Girls Club of America or something like that, for an example. But you've noticed lately that, you know, fewer people are involved in the organization. You have, you know, maybe some folks that are not really allowing their team members to be a part of the charitable activities because work is backing up, but you know, it's a corporate value. You as an individual, you know, take, take some power back and and really look at what can I control? What can I impact? What can I do to help my organization really do the type of business that they want to? How can I help my organization live up to these values that we have on our website? Because if it's one of the reasons that you took the job and one of the things that you believe in, Getting back to that intent that Kelly just mentioned, you know, really reconnecting on a personal level, we talk about knowing your values and really looking at organizations and doing work that aligns with your values. And even if, you know, there's a little bit of a disconnect, how can your specific job bring out those values? And and when it's about making it a part of your company and making your company um, really live their values, think about what you can control. What can you do to help that company get back on track so that they really are coming from the intent instead of doing just, you know, the shiny image of the website of, oh, here's our team photo volunteering on this day. But, you know, behind the scenes that, you know, those people just put on a T-shirt for five minutes and then had to go back to their desk. How can you actually start to shift some of that so your organization is doing what they are purporting to be doing? I I couldn't agree with you more. I mean, there is personal responsibility, personal um, accountability in this as Mm -hmm. well. 
and um, and that's motivating, right? For the, for the for the people who have the right intent, for the individuals who have the right intent, you're motivated by that. You mm-hmm. want to do it. And from an organizational level, when I talk to uh, business leaders and emerging leaders or established leaders, we all know the importance of measuring what they do, right? So mm-hmm. any one of those things, you know, whether that's creating social impact in the community, whether that is reducing waste, uh, water, or energy usage. The measurement is really crucial, and I would even advise either as in a leadership role as in a team role, the more data that you can collect on how this is making a positive impact on the organization, the better off you are in develop, in delivering a business case that says we need to do more of this, or we've done this and with a lot of success, let's try something similar in a different area of the um the organization, you know, maybe there are some things that you do under this corporate philanthropy that are really great. So now let's talk about that with our sales programs. You know, are we incenting people the right way that line up to our values? And when we do and we we offer the real deal and it is actually the real deal, you know, how is that better for our company? Um, Oh, geez, you know, probably three or four examples that just flew out of the top of my head. But there are ways to measure almost everything that you do in an organization. And it starts with getting a baseline of, of what's already being collected. You know, what is the, the length of time uh, to sales, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, what is the cost of sales? And once you start to implement some of these more positive doing good practices, you can measure that over time as long as you're able to capture data and track it and say, wow, this is how we move the needle with this, right? We started to becoming more transparent about some of our best practices. And we really, you know, got very clear on who we are as an organization. We have these business practices that we put into place and look at what's happening in here. We're moving the needle in a positive way. So you have to have that measurement. It varies company to company, um, but it's really important to have that to move things forward. Well, and I think if anyone out there is like me and the term data kind of like makes you feel like, eh, it's not my thing. I'm not yeah. like, I'm not a data person. I don't, you know, it's, it's, it's as easy as something like a, a free survey monkey. I mean, there's great tools out mm-hmm. there. When Kelly says collecting data, you know, I immediately think of like, you know, somebody that's elbows deep in a spreadsheet and that makes me want to like roll over and take a nap. But like, really, it's kind <laughs> of, you know, again, to speak to the individual in an in organization, like thinking about, you know, I've created surveys before. Um, for clients that have brought really impressive data just about, you know, looking at, you know, stress levels and burnout levels. But when you take that and apply mm-hmm. it to the concept of how the company is living their values, how the company is actually, you know, showing up as, as what they intend to be, or if you're even taking it a step further and you're trying to create that culture of positive intention, that culture of, you know, positive business and, and doing good and giving back, you know, just getting some information from your people. You can get that baseline by just creating a super fun survey that's like, you know, what are your top three charities that you work for? I have a, a friend Absolutely. in my personal life who works for an organization that, you know, they profit share through charitable donations. So their employees, and this is a small privately held company, and they are a software as a service organization. And part of the ways that they give back to their employees is that their employees get to pick a charity. And part of those um, annual bonuses go to that charitable donation, that charitable cause. I mean, there are things that they have done just by creating surveys. Yeah, it's creating simple surveys for their employees to find out what would be meaningful. And, you know, the next step might be to close the company for a day and to do a volunteer activity together. You know, they have the the luxury of being a small single location organization. You know, they can do this kind of stuff, Mm -hmm. but you can, and you can even promote it, you know, when you take it to 
it can serve you internally and externally. So it can serve your employees by feeling like this is a great activity. This is a company that aligns with my values. This makes me want to stay longer. I know now that my company is doing really good and I feel better about it. It also gives you the bonus of the teamwork and the collaboration and, you know, just doing something together is a great team building activity, but also you can make that into a marketing campaign. Like think about the impact of sending a newsletter Mm -hmm. to all of your clients that says, we're not going to be available during standard business hours on this day because it's important to us to support this local charity. And we're taking our entire team on a day to do this. And if you need emergency Mm -hmm. support, because again, I'm referencing a software company and I'm, I'm making up a a situation, but this is something that I think could be really pretty simple to implement. You know, if you need emergency support, please call this line and and somebody will get back to you within 20 minutes. Because at the end of the day, we get so caught up in, you know, the the old phrase, you can't see the forest for the trees. So you're so caught up in, in the trees and the work and every day. And, you know, for the most part, you know, obviously there's very valid exceptions, but if you're working for a software company, like lives are not on the line. If somebody can't manage their project for, you know, 20 minutes until the emergency support person calls them back and steps away from a team building charity supporting activity, it's all going to be okay. And these are all things that you can question within an organization or question when you're, when you're looking for a job. And if you really want to be targeted about your job search, going back to where I started, which is if you're in transition, you know, there is um, a site called bwork.com where you can look for a mm-hmm. job and they only advertise jobs. It's a specific partnership with B-Labs, which is the certifying corp um, for B-Corps, which we have talked right. about before. So you can be really conscious and thoughtful and, um, you know, search for a job with Directed. intention. Mm-hmm. Yes, exactly. Absolutely. Exactly. And then, you, yeah. Mm-hmm. Sorry, go ahead. No, go. I'm done. Take it over. Okay. (laughs) Uh, You say so many, like, wonderful, you touch on great points, salient points, and and I think that that's what you're you're looking to make it real, right? And not just you, Laura, but, you know, anyone who's listening to this, you you want to make this real. And so having that mindset, having the verifiable business practices, as you were saying, you know, you're going to dedicate time. There are a lot of business practices that are out there that companies can already use, but a lot of them find real joy and inspiration in creating their own. And these are strategic, mm-hmm. right? So we're, we're not throwing that baby out with the bathwater because I've got my, my company hat on now, right? So I'm the company. And when we have the mindset that we want to do well, we're going to put these verifiable business practices into place. We're going to measure what we do. Mm-hmm. You do want to share those things. So mm-hmm. in your example, you do want to share what you're doing in the community. And if you can share some of the impact, that's certainly what B Corps, um, what they try to do, they're about impact. So they want to share about the impact that they're making in their community. How many more children, you know, went to school with uh, better school supplies because companies Mm -hmm. took time out of their day to stuff the bus, which I think is a United Way program. So you want to be able to share those things, not only with your, your kind of, um, external customer employee stakeholder group, but also within your industry to bring Mm -hmm. about more change, to make that the norm, to socialize it, to normalize it, right? And that's a part of sharing best practices. And I think too, when you are doing all these things, again, you have the intent, you have the practices, you're measuring it. So you've got some data, quantitative or qualitative, but you've got some data around what that impact is. Then you are comfortable being transparent. And that, mm-hmm. I think, is a, a great goal for any company is to get okay with that, be comfortable being transparent. And it means all of these things have to be in place. 
but it's also good for the individual, as you said, the seeker, whether that's mm-hmm. as an employee, whether that's as a client, as a, a potential investor, you're going to get an intuitive sense. And as much as I do talk about objective data, I'm also about the subjective intuition. So you're going to get an intuitive sense as, is this company really on the up and up? Like, are they really mm-hmm. who they say they are? Because they're going to talk about things a little bit differently. There's going to be other anecdotal evidence. Like like you said, it's not just the, the picture, the snapshot of everybody in their T-shirts before they head right back to their desks. But there's going to be yeah. something else, more depth, right, that shows mm-hmm. this company is really – you know, they're behind this, they're, they're moving the needle, they're making an impact. And in lieu of all of those things, we do have other frameworks that you can turn to. Again, as we talked about earlier with the egg example, you have to be informed about what the framework means, whether it's organic or free trade or 1% for the planet. Um, but there's also, as we've mentioned, B Corporation, that's to me, in my mind today, that's the most extensive quantitative framework for understanding that a company is doing what they say they're doing. And you've got a third party, B-Labs, the nonprofit, verifying that before they give them the certification. You have other organizations such as Conscious Capitalism and the Sustainable Business Network. These are all great affiliations for companies to have as Again, as I understand it today at this recording, it's only B-Labs that really provides that certification to be a certified B Corp, but that may start to change. Other organizations may provide those frameworks, and it's still incumbent upon you as the individual, upon me as the individual, to find out what does this mean. And, yeah. and that's a great first step to then working with the companies or aligning yourself with a company that is doing well by doing good, doing good business. Exactly, and I think that if we can give you you know, just a couple of key takeaways, you know, my biggest one is just question the assumptions, you know, when, whether you are mm-hmm. in, in job search, whether you are inside a company or whether you are, you know, responsible for the decisions of doing good business within a company, you know, question those assumptions. And you, as Kelly so beautifully said, you'll be able to tell, you know, when you're on the receiving end of that answer, you'll be able to tell if somebody's sort of, you know, fidgeting in their chair and they don't have a lot to draw from, or if somebody can say to you very clearly, Every quarter, our company goes to this location and we split our team and everybody gets a half day to volunteer and we all support this charitable um, organization that is listed on our website. Or whether somebody says, yeah, we provide opportunities for our team to uh, give back. (laughs) So listen to the specifics, listen to what they say to you, you know, question your own assumptions and really take some of that power back looking at whether you're internal, whether you're an individual, whether you're external or whether you're an organization, you know, what can you do? to make sure, you know, not only to tell if a company is doing good business, but to help a company do good business and to do business differently. So question those assumptions, think outside the box. And yeah. Yeah, I love that point that you're making, you know, and also from the, the company side of it, my key takeaway would be get comfortable being transparent. We all operate, I've said it before, in this informed, connected, and transparent market. Get comfortable being transparent. We're giving you a lot of good advice here, you know, you, you can go out and find through these other organizations even more advice. Um, but that's the bottom line is what happens when the covers are off? 
because that's how we have to operate now. And that can look different for every organization. And you can still be competitive, right? You're not giving away trade secrets necessarily with all of this. That's not to say, though, that there isn't some pre-competitive strategies that could happen in an industry. I think we might have talked about this before, like, you know, if if all the ketchup manufacturers got together and just decided mm-hmm. we're all going to reduce sugar in our ketchup, right? That's a really good pre-competitive thing to do. Um, but to be comfortable being transparent in whatever way you can. And again, that that's being specific and genuine, specific yeah. and genuine about what, what you're doing as a company that considers a concern for society, a concern for the planet, and still creates profit by creating real value for others. Awesome. So thanks for being here with us this week. We hope you will go out and question some of your own assumptions. We hope that you will be specific in your answers and that you'll be measuring your results. And we'd love to hear, you know, what what assumptions are you questioning? What things are you like me? Did you not know that free range only meant they had to crack the barn door open for 15 minutes a day? What kinds of things are you going to go out there and assume? We are at podcast at doinggoodbusiness.com. And uh, we'll catch you on our next episode. Thanks so much for being here. Take care. Have a great day. Thanks so much for listening to this episode. And we would love to hear from you. Send your comments, your questions, suggested topics to podcast at doinggoodbusiness.com. If you'd like, visit our website of the same name, doinggoodbusiness.com. Remember, you can always rate and review us wherever it is that you listen to your podcast. Feel free to share it. Until next time, we encourage you to take one small step toward doing good business.